Hey, how's it going, gang? Welcome back to another episode of Crazy Talk. After a uh, bit of a hiatus, good to be back. And uh, I'm going to get right into it. I got uh, something on my mind lately that's been coming up. Well, I'll go ahead and start with a news story that came up that kind of sparked this again in my mind, just kind of thinking through it, you know, logically, philosophically, trying to kind of get to the root of it. Uh, some going on in society with you know gender and transgenderism and things like that. There's a story. Um, Ilhan Omar, the uh, congresswoman, sent an open letter to I believe it was Ilhan Omar. I'm 99% sure if it was from Minnesota. Sent an open letter to the attorney general of Minnesota about um, them not allowing a transgender woman uh, to compete in a powerlifting competition. I believe it's, I'm going to get the acronym or the specific name of the organization wrong here, but it was like the American Powerlifting Association, you know, a uh, competition association. You know, this wasn't just like high school or amateur level or whatever. Um, and they barred a transgender woman, meaning a biological man who identifies as a woman. I don't know status of uh, hormone therapies or surgery or any that kind of stuff, um, but this is somebody who, again, is a transgender woman, which means a biological man. They barred this woman, I'll say, from competing against women in a powerlifting competition. And Ilhan Omar, the uh, congresswoman, wrote to the Attorney General of Minnesota saying that's not okay, basically, and uh, that that needs to be overturned. And now there's a thing in Minnesota called the Minnesota, uh, was it the Minnesota Human Rights Act, I believe? something along those lines. Dang it, I need to get my facts straight. But uh, you, I'm sure if you look up this story, you'll, you'll find all this because it was in the letter. It was in her open letter. She referenced it. And uh, things like this have actually been overturned before. And, uh, organizations have ended up paying like one time as a, this other incident was like a $25,000 fine and they got overturned and forced to allow this kind of thing. <coughs> Excuse me. In a, a different type of organization. I don't think that was a sport. But here's my thing with this. It's also in her open letter talks about it's a the myth of any kind of um, inherent biological competitive advantage that a man or even a biological man who's a transgender woman would have over a woman over a uh, biological woman, saying that that's a myth that there is no you know inherent biologically based competitive advantage. Now. We're not talking about, you know, uh, figure skating here. Um, we're, we're talking about one of the things, you know, men are, men are good for a few things. Uh, you know, breaking stuff, lifting heavy things. Obviously, I'm vastly overgeneralizing. That's a joke, but kind of not. We're talking about powerlifting here. And I feel it's incredibly, incredibly disingenuous or misinformed I don't I, there's no way that I can believe that a congresswoman truly believes those things it, it seems so disingenuous to me to say that to say those things and where I logically go with that whenever this kind of thing comes up like there was Fallon Fox fought in uh, I don't remember if it was UFC or the, the um, division or league or whatever just below that I think it ended up being in UFC but Alan Fox was a transgender woman who initially didn't tell anybody that um, uh, she, 
she was a, a transgender woman. She transitioned, new name, came into the came into the ring, started fighting people, and beat the ever-loving crap out of several women before it came out that she was a transgender woman. Woman, and then of course there was controversy on both sides. You know, people with differing opinions and. Uh, and I remember an interview with Fallon Fox saying that she's actually at a disadvantage because she's taking estrogen, so, you know, her hormone levels are, she's got less testosterone, I think she would say, than an average woman competing. Forgive me, I got a bad cough, I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum. Saying she was at a disadvantage, but nobody would acknowledge, I mean, we're talking about a lifetime of, biologically speaking, you know, a physiological advantage of, you know, denser bones and just, I mean, everything that we all know these things, I mean, just the way women are built and men are built on average and even at the extremes, especially, I mean, that's go a quick side note, but this is relevant. Um, a lot of people don't understand this is a, uh, something with statistics is men and women, there is actually, people are right when they say we're, I guess, more alike than different, I would say it's right. There's about, in most things, about a 60-40 overlap. You know, men and women overlap on characteristics about 60 to 40%. Um, so, if you had a man and a woman, and you were told to guess which one is the more aggressive, uh, and you picked the woman, you would still be right 40% of the time, uh, statistically speaking. I mean, that's not a small amount. That's, that's pretty dang close. That's very similar. Now, the difference, this is the statistical... <coughs> Um, concept that a lot of people aren't familiar with it or just kind of dismiss or don't think about at the extremes of these statistics that's where it becomes very relevant so if you had a group of a hundred people and you had to pick out the the most aggressive person of the, that hundred it would almost invariably be a man and that's why we see you know vastly disproportionate number of men in prison for violent things versus women, or just in, in prison in general. But anyway, so, Colin Fox saying she was at a disadvantage, so on and so forth, but um, even like Joe Rogan, as a UFC commentator, watched the first few fights, and he, he, you know, he would even comment and say that it, <coughs> Fallon Fox wasn't incredibly skilled, I'd say she was garbage, a garbage fighter, but wasn't incredibly skilled, it just looked like a man beating up a woman in the sense of it was just kind of you know, a brutal beating. It wasn't a technical, you know, victory. And that's why, and I believe this was at the UFC level, there was a woman, uh, I think, I don't know, there was a woman then that beat Fallon Fox, but, and again, this is something, you know, I heard Joe Rogan explaining, and this was a woman who beat Fallon Fox because she was vastly <coughs> more skilled and was just a phenomenal fighter. She was a way better fighter, so she was able able to beat Fallon Fox that way. But with things like this especially, but in general, my, my question is, where I always keep coming back to with this when these issues come up, people try to find all these little, little argument points to try to go back and forth on, and, and like the estrogen versus testosterone thing, and you know, advantage, disadvantage, and really want to get into the weeds on, well, you know, the biology, this, that. I have a very simple question. Try to get to the root of this. If you were for that, for you know, your transgender woman competing against biological women, just full stop. Like that's how it should be. You know, why have why have different divisions? 
separate men's and women's divisions in sports. Why do we have that? And I mean that sincerely. I mean, there's got to be, for better or worse, there has to be some kind of reason we have that. I, <clears throat> I feel like we know what the reason is, is because there are differences between men and women, especially when you get into sports, and especially competitive sports, and especially at the you know, highest levels of competitive sports, that's when you get to the extreme ends of those uh, statistics. And, I'm sorry, the strongest woman on the planet cannot outlift the strongest man on the planet. <clears throat> it's like in Australia, there was a, a transgender woman powerlifter who was allowed to complete, uh, compete you know, in the women's division and everything, and lo and behold, started, I can't remember her name, I'm sorry, uh, you might have to go look that up, but lo and behold, started breaking a whole bunch of records, and was praised for it, you know, so, so, uh, so powerful, so brave, and encouraging, and I'm like, guys, am I the only one, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, as I say all the time, uh, and not the good kind, <laughs> but back to the, back to the question, I do feel like that's the fundamental question, is okay, it, it really is a myth that there's any competitive advantage that men have over women in sports, especially something as obvious as like powerlifting. Um, that really is a myth. Why have segregated divisions? Why have men's divisions and women's divisions? Why not just have everyone thrown in together? Seriously. I feel like to be intellectually consistent, you would have to support that point. And maybe people want to do that. I mean, I'd be willing to talk about it. I don't think it's a good idea. And I feel like most women especially, but I feel like most men and women who play those sports would say that's not a good idea. Um, but I feel like that's getting to the heart of it. And on a similar note, <coughs> excuse me, I was just talking to a, uh, talking to someone recently. Uh, it came, you know, thought came to me about, you know, transgender people with bathrooms and, you know, all the bathroom bills, the big hubbub and everything there. And gender or why or why not and everyone's arguments for that like oh well you know, I wouldn't want my daughter in the bathroom my seven-year-old daughter in the bathroom with a grown man going in there and uh, it occurred to me that was actually as I was walking out of the bathroom uh, at work it occurred to me why do we why do we have separate bathrooms seriously why why do we have separate men's men's and women's restrooms and Again, I feel like this is kind of a base level question that ought to be answered because I, you know, and I, seriously, I, I don't know if I've, I've never really thought about it. I, it's just kind of a given. It's like, well, we just do because that's the way it is. And, you know, if you're a guy and you accidentally walk into the women's restroom, you, you go, oh crap, I'm not supposed to be in here. And, you know, the women will probably get freaked out and you get all embarrassed and like, oh, I got to get out of here and you scramble out of there. It's the same with a woman walks into the men's restroom, I'm sure would, uh, not feel totally comfortable, it'd be like, oh, whoops, I'm not supposed to be in here, probably also embarrassed, I know if I was a guy and a woman walked in the men's restroom, I'd be uh, a little uncomfortable and caught off guard, like, well, this isn't right, but I've never thought about why, you know, I don't know if it's an inherent thing, like, whoever, who made that decision, when did we start doing that, I don't know, so why, why do we do that, and if we want to get it, instead of getting into the weeds about you know, who can or can't go into each bathroom based on all, all these different nuanced and or <coughs> arbitrary things. Uh, and I'm not saying 
transgender identity or you know gender dis uh, gender identity dysphoria, dysphoria uh, <coughs> is uh, an arbitrary thing. I'm not I'm not throwing that out there as a blanket term. I'm just saying rather than getting into all these like nitpicking all these little things and arguments you know for or against, I feel like we should start getting why do we have separate bathrooms in the first place? Should we? Is there a reason? Is there not? And we can go from there. Um, because it also, and I always, I always try to wrap my head around, you know, the, you know, people throw out the whole, you know, LGBTQ, AAIP plus acronym, and I'm not making that up, that's actually, leaving out a few things, uh, and the plus is because there's more, and, and it's growing, but throw that out as it's all this uniform group that all thinks the same, and is all the same thing, and consistent <coughs> unfortunately a lot of it kind of flies in the face of each other such as the no difference between men and women and why does a transgender woman need to try to look like a woman or be accepted as a woman and have womanly features and characteristics I thought that was you know, it was all socially constructed that gender fluidity you know, what, you know, well, at this moment I feel like a man or you know, but an hour from now well now I identify as a woman and again I'm not disparaging any of these individual things Frankly, I, I don't know a whole lot of people personally uh, <coughs> who experience any of these kinds of things. I would be very interested in finding out more about it and talking to more people uh, who experience these various various things. I, I, on a personal level, don't know that much about it. But just on the um, logical level, on the idea level, <coughs> on what they are, you know, the definitions and things like that, this is what made me think about it as I was walking out of the restroom. What if I, you know, without changing a thing about me, and I, you know, definitely look and dress like a man and sound like a man, hopefully. Um, what if I, as I am right now, without changing a thing, walked into a woman's restroom? And if someone said something to me, you know, questioned why I was in there or told me I needed to get out, you know, was, you know guys shouldn't be in there. And if I said, no, no, I'm a woman, or I identify as a woman, or, you know, which there's, I, that's the argument too, is there's not supposed to be a distinction. A transgender woman is a real woman, is an argument you hear a lot. So, is there a reason then that I couldn't do that? And, and I'm not saying from a, you know, uh, spiteful position, or like, oh, I'm just doing it to be snarky, or something like that, or just to prove a point, but... If legitimately, let's say I was gender fluid and I just walked into a women's restroom because now, you know, earlier in the day I went to the men's, but now I, I identify as a woman. I feel like a woman right now. So I go into the women's restroom dressed and looking and sounding fully like a man and I go in there. I, 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 that's where I feel like we're getting into the weeds and it kind of goes against, well, if it's a transgender woman, they can go into the women's restroom and, you know, it's not like you're going to see their junk. You know, I've heard argued too, so... And, you know, and I know a lot of people don't like the term, but just for sake of this discussion, and everyone will know what I mean by this, <coughs> and I apologize if this offends somebody who, well, whatever. Anyways, I'm not going to go around and around in circles apologizing my ass off. If, if someone, you know, say a transgender woman who's considered, quote, passable enough that you can't tell on the surface just at a glance, you know, just by looking that it's a transgender woman and not a uh, biological woman, you know, goes into the women's restroom, you know, goes in a stall, does a business, comes out, and no one's the wiser. I mean, that's another thing. What would be the difference between that and 
you know, they say, well, you're not going to see each other's junk, but you're not supposed to. So what would be the difference then between me as a man walking in there and going into a stall and doing my business and leaving? And if there's no one in there, I mean, what's, what's the difference? I'm just using a bathroom. And if there are women in there, I mean, they're not supposed to see my junk anyways, right? What does it matter? Um, but yeah, you're not supposed to see anybody's junk in the restroom. I certainly don't want to. If you make a habit of that, please stop. Um, but yeah, just the whole thing. I feel like I feel like people get way off in these. You know, you know, I, I feel unsafe with my daughter. My feeling safe having my daughter in there. You know, the grown man and like, oh well, transgender women are actually you know, studies show less aggressive or violent. You know, it's, they're they're less dangerous than you know men and so on and so forth. I feel like all a lot of that misses the point. Why do we have separate restrooms in the first place? Why do we have separate men's and women's leagues for sports in the first place? Is there an actual reason? Is there a good reason? And if so, I think that's where the conversation needs to start. And if not, I think that's where the conversation needs to start. But to ignore those questions and start straight into all those little nitpicking points, I think is, it's not a good way of going about it. It's just shifting goalposts constantly on each other, on both sides, and no one gets anywhere. So, <coughs> all right. Well, before I start coughing in your ears too much, I'm going to go ahead and end it there, guys. Uh, another episode of Crazy Talks. Uh, crazy Talk, rather. There's a bunch of crazy talks. Crazy talking and happening. Anyways, uh, this is Kyle Halliburton signing off. Thanks, guys, for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.